and welcome to Conversate, a podcast where we engage in conversation. Today, I, Pastor Kevin, engage in a conversation with Marcus Huff, Director of Youth and Campus Ministry. While we're talking about the story, King Solomon and the passage of his reign onto Rehoboam, but really, we talk a lot more about life being cyclical, uh, patterns repeating, uh, whether it's in the Bible or our own lives. Uh, we look to see these things that, uh, that we do again and again, uh, and yet discover that that things do uh, change, and there is someone else working in the midst of the chaos uh, as well who we can surrender to. So we hope you enjoy it. Cheers, buddy. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you today, Marcus? Good. Good. Good, Pastor Kevin. Uh, <laughs> it's a good good Monday, a little bit of snow. That's right. Yeah, it's coming down uh, nice and soft, softly, slowly. So I feel like it's done this every day for like the last several weeks. It's true. I get to this point, like, just being up here now for a few years, it's like, mm-hmm. people ask, what's the weather going to be like? I don't even look. It's going to be cold and snowing. Yeah. Different layers of cold, but... Still wear the same jacket and gloves, no matter how cold or not. I just mutter to myself if it's super cold, and that's about that's about the only difference. It's kind of just it just is. Just go with it, man. It's but, wild. Yeah. It's it's like it's in some ways disorienting when it's like you know what day of the week is it? What month is it? You right. Know? Like gosh, this is it's like Groundhog Day a little bit. Okay. You know, uh, but it's nice. I mean, I prefer this. Last year we didn't hardly have, and so this is my my second winter here. It's true. Last winter, we didn't really have that much snow. I mean, it was pretty... Yeah, we, we faked you out last season, what winter could look like. It was an yeah. intro, intro. And as I understand it, like, things... Someone said the other day, like, yeah, we're almost into the heart of winter. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought we were like... It's like end of February when it else is getting warm. We're just digging in. We're just <laughs> digging in just for it. up. Oh, man. So, but it's fun. Yeah. Well, we had a we have an interesting podcast today because yep. we had an interesting sermon yesterday. Throwback, a, yeah, retro, yeah. Uh, so a, a sermon from Pastor Aaron, uh, the first time Saints Peter and Paul went through the story. Yep. So same section where we're at uh, presently, but uh, but yeah, Aaron uh, had intended to preach and uh, uh, this last Sunday, but uh, came down sick and yeah. uh, but had this resource and said, hey, let's go with this. It was cool watching the video he'd recorded five years ago. I think we we may mention just before service was starting, going, man, technology's come a long way. Cause it used to be Pastor Aaron just recorded with his iPhone on the seat and then just posted on online for us, which is great. Now we have a whole media booth system that takes care of everything like that. But how cool to listen to um, the sermon, the message, the reflection five years ago, same text. To see how life is similar and different at the same time, too. I mean, some people are listening to it going, wait, wait, did he do this on Saturday? Did was this, what's going on? He, Where are we? Is he okay? He mentioned having two kids. I think he has four kids. Like, <laughs> Right, right. Did he not sleep well last night? What's going on? What's going on? And then they, once I got past that noise of that stuff and they yeah. kind of dug into it and they're like, oh, okay. Now we get what's happening. Mm-hmm. A little disorienting at the start, but uh, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was interesting, especially you know, like it wasn't right away in the sermon, but the part that caught in my ear was he was talking about the news cycle and mm. like division within the news cycle. He's like, you know, you don't have to look far, and like that felt very like present day. That felt very like twenty twenty, you know, yeah. twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. I guess now, right? But it's like you know, we hear so much of 
polarization, and tribalism, and kind of, you know, the two sides of the aisle, which you talked about in the as well, you know, yeah. uh, uh, kind of going at it. And it's like, well, but man, this is five years ago. Right. Like some time has gone by, but I mean, some of the stuff, it's like, this is still today. Oh, for sure. Like we, I think the vision has been there on since since the, the garden and separation there. But like, yeah, it's not too different. There's different, different people heading up different divisions or different, usually it's still the same same parties or same groups or things, but um, it's the same constant of tension over you're one thinking one thing, I'm thinking another thing, who's going to conquer whom, mm. and tension ensues, you know, the way they go. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, like, in some ways I listen to the messages of the Israelites and the people working through all these tensions and going, ah, oh, why didn't they learn from that? Like, why are they doing the same silly things again and again? But then here we are listening to the message from five years ago and going, ah, oh, it sounds like yesterday. I mean, like, right. Huh. Yeah. What, what has changed or what hasn't changed? Or what do we do going forward knowing that this tension always is going to exist? Mm-hmm. How do we respond to it with that knowledge of knowing, okay, it's going to be here. How much energy do we waste on on the tension of the division? Mm-hmm. Where do, can we create unique connection? Um, I love dancing in the gray areas. There's, you know, there's black and white in that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And from a humor perspective, I think a lot of humor comes in the gray, and like you can joke with people about stuff that's like, don't go too far. Mm-hmm. If you go too light, it's not funny. It's just like a dad joke you know it's just like i don't know Uh but like that gray area is that kind of sweet spot of like you can find a mutual understanding and grounding i don't know what do you think so even like interrelationally you're saying like people like to try and get past that tension uh of the division you know it's i mean in the sermon if i remember it right like aaron he did talk about another tension i think that that he saw as like the core right Mm. and that was uh this idea of basically choosing like what's right and wrong for ourselves right um and you mentioned the garden like this being kind of like yeah. you know hey it's just has anything changed since the fall and in, in that sense like not really right? right like we're all faced with this uh challenge of uh, when we face decisions in our day-to-day yeah. like <laughs> whose voice are we ultimately listening to um uh, and not that God gives us a map for every single minute decision that we got to make, but right. uh, there's those bigger ones or those um, ones that happen maybe in, in spur of the moment or they're charged emotionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the problem that was going on, you know, in the story was, uh, well, it was Rehoboam, who was Solomon's son. Yeah. And then this guy, Jeroboam, and they're kind of both vying for the kingdom. But Rehoboam is... Uh, well, he doesn't listen to the counsel of his of Solomon. He doesn't right. listen to the older folks. He listens to the young guys. He kind of has his, you know, he's like trying to be macho or something, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, it doesn't go over well. And people are like, oh, forget this. You know, <laughs> we don't want you. And and what's interesting was even in the sermon, Aaron was even saying that that response of the people wasn't necessarily like a a godly response to, right. you know, I mean, it was a human one. If you're, if you got a, it's not very respectful, respectful to your leaders. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but yeah, we're, I don't know, we're kind of faced every day with, with decisions. You know, when I think of how to navigate the tension, you know, 
yeah, you know, I don't, how do you, like, okay, let me slow down. I'm muttering lots of words. <laughs> <clears throat> in Scripture, yep. we see this kind of repeat. Mm-hmm. That's what you were saying. It's like, guys, why can't you get it straight? Like yep. You're doing this tomfoolery in the wilderness, and now you're doing it here in the promised land, and you're going to keep doing it until you end up in exile. King after king after king. Right. Yep. <clears throat> but then I think about my own life, and I'm like, oof, okay, well, now I, that, that hurts a little more to think about. Okay. Like, what are the things in my life that I keep coming back to and I keep repeating? Yeah. Even though I know it's like, this isn't, this isn't good for me. This is, <laughs> I've been here before. Yeah. And I don't know if like listeners, if you've been in that situation before where, you know, you kind of stumble in some way again and it's like, oh, gee, I, I remember this, you know, like right. this isn't the first time. What, why did I do this again? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you alluded to earlier with the weather being Groundhog's Day, which is ironically the same connection that we're like, we get in this, this rhythm again and again and again. And I actually just watched the movie last night that we referenced Groundhog's Day and asked the question, how do you get out of Groundhog's? How do you like get out of that day, Bill Murray? And so you get to have that, that perfect day. And I think that's a lot of times what we try to do in the situation too, is we seek to make the best thing happen to make it different mm-hmm. versus, you know, surrendering the day that god's in control of it and honoring and seeing that seeing the beauty that's already there Mm. um and acknowledging that god you're sovereign over all of this you know you let things bad things happen all this stuff happens in the mix of it too but where does my energy passion stress where should it go should all go to god Mm. so i don't keep stuck in this groundhog's day rhythm of it's again and again, oh, I just got to do better next time. Or like, how was your weekend? It was all right. I'll have a better one next weekend. But like, how do you do that? Do you do it by surrendering it, like giving it to God? Or do you do it by, oh, I got to do this, this, and this. It doesn't mean you can't just like sit back and go, all right, God, wait for a good weekend. There's kind of a, a both end, but the orientation of where do you put it and how do you, how do you arrange that or acknowledge it mm-hmm. too, I guess. Yeah, like there's a certain like weariness to life. I feel like a downer, but I mean, <clears throat> all these things that we seek to do and strive to do, and especially when you feel like they're like crumbling a bit, you know, mm. and it's like, ah, build them back up, build them back up, and they crumble again, build yeah. them back up. Um, you know, we talk about surrendering, I think of Solomon, you know, so like he, for a long time in his reign, mm-hmm. things were going super great. Yeah. It was tons of building, tons of like, oh man, this is. You know, we're, we're on the high end, you mm-hmm. know, I got a palace. We're building this massive temple for God. Um, our, our borders are getting strengthened. Uh, we got all these partnerships. Um, but he had kind of from an early uh, point in his life, really surrendered it over to God. Yeah. You know, he wasn't trying to strive for the health, wealth and best you know best weekend right um but but kind of said god you know i don't really know what i'm doing can you help me to to do what i'm here to do and uh, you know i think that does lead to a lot of appreciation in your life when you're able to yeah stop just trying trying to stop to holding on to everything you know because stuff always falls through the cracks anyway Mm -hmm. um yeah i think slowing down just finding the acknowledging seeing the beauty in that you know they joke about like, when was the last time you actually stopped and smelled roses? Like, did you actually slow down, mm. take the pain of bending over, smelling? You know, like, you can acknowledge that, like, oh, yeah, it's a good day outside. Did you, like, mm. 
really embrace it, enjoy it. Like yeah. pick up a clump of snow. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, throw we, it in a ball form at a stop sign. We lament like when we're sick. I wish I was healthy like it was, but we don't actually wake up and celebrate. Ah, thanks for a new day. Thanks mm -hmm. for thanks for the health that I have right now. Today. Like it could be fleeting, it could be changing. Like um yeah, it could change any moment in that. Yeah, and there was actually uh <clears throat> there was a member uh yesterday that that shared about uh you know one of their family members passing away mm. and it was sudden, you mm -hmm. know, it was uh unexpected. And uh you know, part of what they were sharing with me after was that that exact idea of you really, you know, it takes a moment like that to kind of jolt us awake, mm -hmm. you know, and to get us to realize, wow, we really only, you really only have today. Right. You never know what the future is going to bring. <clears throat> and so, <clears throat> you know, how do we <clears throat> stir ourselves out of this grogginess maybe? Yeah. It comes and goes. Yeah. Because you have those moments. We've had moments where, you know, friends have you know, died suddenly or even we know it's coming, it still hurts. You still yearn for another day, hour, month, year in that. And you're like, oh, I should appreciate it. But then you forget about it. It's a couple years later and you're like, you're back to the same kind of rhythms again. Unless you pause and think about it. But it's funny how you keep going back to the same, same rhythms. I mean, the story of the Israelites, it's almost frustrating to read. Like, they're doing the same thing again. Mm -hmm. They're doing it again and again. We're really no different. Like, there's an empathy and understanding. Like, our story, we do a lot of the same <coughs> things again and again and again. You know, like, right. generationally, we try to transition and shift. We swing one way or the other, um, overcompensate sometimes and, and vice versa. But and we see that same patterns happening again and again with the, with the Israelites in that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me for all my throat clearings today, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but uh, what, what I think, too, you know, coming back to that surrender language, mm -hmm. that does also, you know, help uh, get you out of, um, you know, maybe that, I don't know, I'm to say here, it's this idea that, you know, we want life to be a certain way. We're trying to achieve it. It's not happening. That's frustrating. Ah, we turned to this vice or that vice, you know, and then we're like, oh, why am I here again? You know, like this is also not satisfying. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of back around, back around, back around. But surrendering, you know, <laughs> um, it's a recognition that, you know, you, who do you surrender to, right? You surrender to someone who is <laughs> bigger than you, yeah. right? You surrender to someone who's like, well, you won the battle, right? Yeah. Like you won the war. I surrender, right? Yeah. It's, so like when we surrender, we're really just honoring or acknowledging that there is someone who is bigger than us. Right. And who is in control, actually. That's first commandment stuff. You yeah. know, and just like, Who's honor God. God. God is God. You yeah. know, it's not me. You know, the Israelites have the same history, too, in, the, in this sex and the story with the golden calf calves show back up <clears throat> again in this narrative. And mm -hmm. they just kind of go along with culture in that situation. They know that God was the one that saved them and carried them through this whole thing. Yeah. But they just kind of go along with it, and all of a sudden they're worshiping this golden calf thing again, which isn't an original idea. We read yeah, about that many chapters ago, right? Two, I mean, they, they ground it up and had to drink it. Like, I mean, yeah, you'd think they like, remember. It was pretty well, intense, you know. Like, there was no rod spared in that situation at all. But right here we are again, and just just kind of go along. Don't disrupt. Just go along with the 
the narrative that's that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that in youth group yesterday too. Just quickly, like where are these where are these golden calves popping up in our lives and our stories in our community that we just go along with it, even though we know from our, our time in Scripture and with God um, in our church community that this may or not be right. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't do this. This doesn't honor God. This doesn't put God first. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of go along with it. Right, which I think, you know, in some ways, to me, like, speaks of the importance of really handing down learned knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I mean, this is going, you know, maybe a week before to the week of Solomon when we're talking about wisdom. Um, but that's, I mean, that's what wisdom is, right? It's just passing down kind yeah. of like learned knowledge from one's life. Yeah. Right? So if I'm sitting here and I've, you know, repeated this mistake again and again and again, okay, hopefully I learn from that. And, and then who is it that's in my life that I can that I see maybe also in, in the same place, a similar place I've been. Yeah. And how can I kind of, you know, walk alongside them and share with them my own experience and what it resulted of. Yeah. You know, I mean, you think about the Israelites, like if they would have passed that story down about drinking the gold, you know, <laughs> after the first golden calf, you'd think they'd be kind of, you know, hard pressed to do it again. Right. You know, but at some point it gets lost. And we actually see this uh, in the book of Kings as well. There's going to be a, a, a king, I want to say Josiah, who comes along. And he discovers these scrolls mm-hmm. that have just been forgotten, right? You know, and it's like hearkening back to the Torah. It's a, you know some of these first five books of the Bible. He's like, yeah. oh my gosh, we gotta we gotta remember this stuff. You know, let's bring it back. Let's learn it again. Um, you know, which is amazing and and just so comforting to that. No matter our busyness, no matter our fears, no matter our stresses, and all the divisiveness. We don't need to operate out of fear because God is still sovereign. All of a sudden, the right. whole nation is not followers of Yahweh. They're not acknowledging the God of Israel. The, the word has stayed. Mm-hmm. And it still exists. Mm-hmm. Someone covers it. They read it. They experience it. There's no question to turn against everything that they know in culture mm-hmm. and make this huge shift. I mean, there's a ba- it's almost like a baptismal language there, this life and death going like, there's no life here. We're getting rid of all of this stuff. We're going to do this and be in this now. I read that too from a missional background perspective and going like, that's amazing. Like still proclaiming, sharing, living this out, mentoring it as much as possible, discipling, mm-hmm. but going, I don't need to do it out of fear, out of what will the world look like if it doesn't have this or right. What about my grandchildren, or what about this, or like, no, God's got that. Like, it's still going to continue, and it's still going to maintain. And there's just a, I don't know why seeing that in the story. Just the amount of peace in that is, mm-hmm. is huge. Well, and it's and it's peace in the midst of the chaos because yeah. even this idea of surrender. So God, you know, during this time with Solomon and his son Rehoboam, and this kind of struggle and strife politically over who's going to be next king, and you know, it, it looks really, really, really messy. Yeah. But God, God, he not only knows that it's going on, he actually was the one that kind of orchestrated it to a degree. Because yeah. when Solomon turned away from him, that's when he said, you know, I'm going to take the throne from your family. Like, Sorry. Yeah. You know, this is, this is kind of the consequence of your actions. And I'm not going to strip it from you because I, you know, mm-hmm. love your father David and he walked with me. But your son Rehoboam, he's going to lose the throne. Yeah. You know, and, <clears throat> and that's not to say that our lives, you know, we're not puppets on a string and, and God's not forcing us to, to do anything. But what it shows is like, 
God's not faced by anything we see today, no. right? So when you see the division today, or you know, if you're if you're afraid of maybe you know Christianity in our land, you know, like waning, um, you know, I mean, these are there's, these are things that grieve, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. We don't need to operate out of a fear based. No. Because, like you said, the word, God Himself, like He's still king he's still enthroned yeah. he's not going anywhere you know yeah. he, he's always here to be found and uh you know if 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 we keep surrendering we'll keep acknowledging that that he is here and uh, uh you know our prayer would be too that that others might you know catch what we, catch what we have see yeah. what we have and especially if we're operating out of more of a peace than a fear um you know because uh, fear mongering i mean the world's got enough of that already yeah, it's true. And that's not the narrative that Christ has ever operated out, creation has ever existed in. It is a huge motivator, but one that's depleting, one that's focused on I, rather than a surrendering language of focusing on God, you're God. It's fearing that God, you can't do this. You're not big enough. So I better do it. It's all on me. There's a control narrative in it. Um, and just that whole victim mentality of, that's not a good spot to be in. And you can dig in that somewhere else. But anyways, like that narrative of fear pushes and motivates, but there's no life in that. You know, that's, again, going back to the garden. I mean, that's the narrative of, mm. you know, Adam and Eve. They're fearful of what they were lacking. Yeah, of. Is, this, is this really going to be it? And, you know, like, uh -huh. you don't want that. I'm like, oh, really? I don't know. I mean, that's Satan language. It's, it's, mm. it's divisive. And that nature, um, fear prevents us from being able to hear each other because we're more fearful about the response that we think that they're going to make versus being able to sit in that moment, mm. see the rose, bend over, smell the rose, experiencing that situation out of lack of fear and being able to listen to the person across the line and have a conversation right. and, and have an understanding and still accepting each other with different views, perspectives, narratives, and saying, well, no matter where you are at, people need to know this peace mm -hmm. that surpasses wherever we're at. Mm -hmm. And going, let's keep keep doing this. So, yeah. 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 The other kind of like, you know, uh, one of the major thought I have about all this too is we've talked a lot about like the cycle, right? This kind of repetition, you know, that we see in the Israelites throughout this story. We see maybe in our own lives, yeah. right? But, and this is drawn out from watching that sermon yesterday from five years ago, <laughs> even though so often life feels cyclical, it does actually move forward. Yeah. And there is growth and there is, uh, you know, a, a building um, or sometimes a tearing down, but then for something new, like there's newness. So for instance, uh, in that video, right, uh, they were talking about a Jared, that's yeah. the son of our secretary, office manager, Fensky. Judy. Yep. yep. So Jared Fensky, at the time he was maybe... Probably hadn't even started seminary, had he? I think he was just interested in going into church I think work. He was in a pre-seminary undergrad, yeah, yeah somewhere. Yeah. And uh, but now he's like right now this year serving as a vicar, yeah. So like an intern pastor. So like you know, there's growth, there's movement. Yeah. Um, even in this place, like you had just recently arrived. Yeah. Uh, back in uh, 2017 when that uh, sermon happened, you'd been here for a few months. You know, now you've been in for a longer haul. Now Jamie Schultz here, and there's an ELC, and yep. now you know, now I get to be here, and uh, and so there's kind of growth here. Um, even when you think of the Israelites, <laughs> they repeat this stuff over and over and over and over, and maybe we sometimes feel like them. It's like ah, over and over. But hold the phone, 
pe people knowing this peace and this God who is king over all, that was a pretty isolated region of the world Yeah. for, what, 2,000 plus years? Yeah. And now Christianity is global. It's booming in Africa. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess it's starting in China. Like, it's just kind of at the at the precipice of, like, starting to, to see the rapid growth that Africa saw. Okay. Like we'll probably see that in the next, like, three, four decades yeah. in China. So it's like, you know, even God's word and his kingdom, it is growing. It is spreading. We might not see it. Because, like, on the day-to-day, -day, I don't even see the growth in myself. Right. But if I, you know, if I could have a conversation with Kevin 10 years ago, undoubtedly there'd be things you're like, <laughs> Would you oh, recognize man. each other? I yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I finally learned not to do that. Or, you know, I finally learned how to do this, you know. So, so nice don't. beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so don't, you know, uh, listener, don't get trapped in, because I think that's Satan language too. Don't get trapped in the, you know, the lie that, that you aren't changing or growing and that you're just stuck where you are uh, because we are growing and we're learning. And it takes a long time. Yeah. And sometimes it goes so slow that it feels like we're not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Um, but as we, you know, as we continue to surrender really to God, He'll continue to to open us up more and more um, to His His Word, His wisdom, um, to new opportunities, new relationships, uh, to growth, and sometimes growth through uh, you know the hard things that we're trying to to change. Even you know we might look back five, ten years and say, "Wow." Uh, that really shaped me now. I didn't realize it at the time, but now, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful even, as hard as it is to, <laughs> to say, you know, like, wow, I'm thankful I had to go through this or that uh, because of, of where it put me today. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know, try, try to be positive. Lean I, into those growth moments as hard as it is or reflect back on them to see the, uh, the wisdom that is in those moments for sure. Huge advice. Yeah. So, sweet. Well, we'll keep tracking. There's a storyline going on in the story and in your life and in mine. Yeah. Uh, and in yours. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep tracking with it, see what God's doing. Uh, as always, we hope that something stood out to you in this episode. Maybe it's something that can spark a conversation with you and someone else. Um, uh, take it, use it, and uh, we'll keep learning and growing together. Good to be with you, man. You too, man. Have a Peace. good week.